Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to this week's podcast. Welcome, Peter. Welcome. This is a special podcast. <laughs> right, but it's not like an after-school special. Special. Conjunction um, Junction. Right. I'm Doug. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the bulk of the podcast today will be um, Joe Wright's 2017 uh, World War II drama, The Darkest Hour. But I just wanted to give a brief report uh, that I was lucky enough to uh, attend Sundance this year. So I uh, saw two films at the Sundance Film Festival this year that I just wanted to talk about for a few minutes before we kind of got down to the business of uh, the darkest hour. Hey, let's want to get get down to the business. Tell us what Sundance is like, because I not too many people go to Sundance, right? I mean, you were uh, basically invited for your inspiring study cam work. <laughs> <laughs> I followed that kid in The Shining. <laughs> so um, the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it takes place in January of every year. Uh, it's centered around Park City, Utah, but it outgrew Park City some years ago, and it takes place all over the Salt Lake Valley. Um, almost every movie theater that's not a regular commercial theater or every lecture hall or auditorium that can show a film is pressed into service. So if you go to the Cinemark or the AMC, they're not showing Sundance films if you go to public libraries, theaters, uh, universities, they are using some of their auditoriums and lecture halls to show Sundance films. So the, the festival is held over Park City, uh, all across Salt Lake City itself, and at the Sundance Resort, which is a ski resort. And it focuses on American and uh, international filmmakers, many of whom attend the festival – so people go to see not just movies that are being shown to American audiences for the first time or near the first time, but people also go to attend the Q&A afterwards where you often get to speak to the people who actually made the film, sometimes including the cast, not always. And they go to try to see Robert Redford. Right. And Redford founded it and Redford is there. I did not obviously see Robert Redford, but Redford is there and there's Don't lots so of buzz boy. about where <laughs> Robert Redford is. You guys had a beer. So no. how's uh wait, more importantly, how's Caitlyn Jenner looking? Um I did uh sit next to Jennifer Aniston on the shuttle bus up to Parks. I didn't sit next to anybody. <clears throat> um but there are there are tons of celebrities that come, and there's not just celebrities. There's a lot of studios coming. I mean, studios use Sundance to decide which films to acquire to distribute. I mean, I think that's the major commercial aspect of Sundance. But it's uh, there's business, a lot of buzzing business, it, but it it is in fact a business opportunity. Yeah. and these are mostly smaller independent films that are looking for a distributor. Right, it's people trying to get their film known. And backed, picked up. Right. It's it's business. It's it's business. And you get to vote. So everybody gets to vote. So I voted on the films that I saw. And they hand you a ballot. And you get to give the film one, two, or three, or four stars. And the ballots are not electronic. The ballots are paper. You physically get a paper ballot that you actually tear. That's how you vote. You tear the section that you want to give the vote to. And then as you leave the theater... You physically hand your ballot to a person who places cool. it in a box. It's really, really interesting. And we got, I have to tell you, 
How do you we how got, do you get into certain things like if you So it's this is what I was leading up to. We got extremely lucky. So obviously certain things are given to industry people or insider people, but it is opened up to the public and you can go online and you can ask for what you would like to see. You can list things that you think would be interesting to you. And depending on their availability, you kind of get what you get. Um, and we got extremely lucky. We only had time to see two movies, and we, by complete random chance, uh, because much as I, much as it pains me to say this, popcorn drink combo did not. Uh, the fact that I was a podcaster who does a film podcast doesn't doesn't put me up there with uh, uh, the the major um, movie reviewers in North America today. But we got extremely lucky, and we really through a uh, random chance got two of the most sought after films in the entire festival. So the two that we saw, we saw Lou over the wall, L U Lou over the wall, which is a Japanese animated film. And then we got in to see Lizzie, which is probably the biggest hit of the festival. And Lizzie is Chloe Sevigny's film about Lizzie Borden directed by uh, Craig McNeil. And we got even luckier in that both Lou Over the Wall and Lizzie were followed by Q&A. So I'll just say a, a few words about each of them. So Lou Over the Wall is a 2017 animated movie um, directed by uh, Yuasa, who is a contemporary of um, Miyazaki, who did, for example, Spirit Away and Ponyo. And Lou Over the Wall is very much in the spirit and style of Miyazaki's work to the point that uh, Yuasa even acknowledged that he was a big fan of what he was. Um, and it, it's basically, it's a children's film, but adults can watch it. And I certainly paid rapt attention the whole way through. And it's about a small fishing town in Japan where there are mermaids that the townspeople are afraid of. And the main character, who is a teenage boy and his friends, form a rock band and in the process of forming this rock band befriend a mermaid, which is forbidden and taboo. And uh, over the course of the entire movie, they basically convince the town that it is nothing to be afraid of, that they are surrounded by mermaids and the magical waters off of this fishing town. It was extremely well done. We, we were the first American audience to see the English language dub. Um, so it had just a few subtitles. Whenever there was text on a sign or a billboard that you had to read to understand, it was subtitled. But the entire rest of the movie had been dubbed into English. And uh, the director, Yuasa, and the entire main cast came to the Q&A spoke English. And they had uh, interpreters up there, and they took Q and A for about half Q an hour. No, it was the opposite. It, it was about forty minutes. It was really, really no, interesting. That wasn't and, well timed enough when you when you said like <laughs> oh, that's <so> English. <laughs> and I will tell you that they were so happy to be at the film festival. It was really like you. They were just beaming to be at Sundance, and that was shown in a theater that held about three hundred and fifty seats. And then today we saw. Uh, Craig McNeil's Lizzie, uh, which is technically a 2018 film starring Chloe Sevigny and uh, Kristen Stewart, so two A-listers, um, as uh, Lizzie Borden and her maid, Bridget. Um, the book follows the sort of a 1984-ish novel's take on the Lizzie Borden story that suggests 
that there was possibly a love relationship between Lizzie Borden and her maid, although it's presented very much as this is what we believe happened. The director said afterwards there was a Q&A with the director and some of the filmmakers. The actors did not go. He explicitly said in the Q&A that the movie is completely fictional and they took their own interpretation of events. They stuck to the concrete points that were known, but beyond that, they just made up whatever they wanted to tell a good story. And he himself said, no one really knows if Lizzie Borden did it or not. It's very, it's, it remains controversial to this day. But that was, there was so much interest and demand to see Lizzie that they showed it in a theater that had 1,100 seats. Hmm. Uh, and it was absolutely packed to the gills. Uh, I counted just sort of like a back of the envelope count. I counted 1,200 people in the lobby. So I think some people were turned away. But it was really good. I'm sure that Lizzie will see will receive at least a uh, distribution to independent cinemas around the country. Um, I knew something about the story of Lizzie Borden, obviously, and the murder of her parents with an axe. Uh, but I didn't really know a ton about the story. And they did a very, very good job of putting you in Massachusetts in 1892 and walking you through the entire story and... The movie doesn't really let you decide. The movie takes a particular point of view and says that this or that particular person actually did it and here was their motivation. Although, again, that's just one interpretation. But it was it was really good. And um, they had announced before the film started that there would be Q&A afterwards. So everybody was hoping that either Chloe Sevigny or Kristen Stewart would be there. And they weren't. <laughs> right. But the axe was there. Right. The interesting thing was... The Q&A for Lizzie was actually fairly short. It was only about 15 minutes, and there were a lot of people raising their hands. And then the moderator said, well, we only have time for one more question. And the audience groaned. <laughs> like, I think they wanted more time to ask questions. Because the, the filmmaker, the director, was he was being extremely forthcoming about how they did everything. So it was, it was really good. I think next year, I'm definitely going to come back, and next year... I'm going to buy a pass. So if you buy a pass, you can go to as many movies as you want as long as you can get in. So basically, if you get there early enough and get online, you can get into any movie you want to see as long as it's not sold out. And this was our first time going, so we didn't know what we were doing. We were total rubes. But I think the smart play is to get a pass. So next year, we're definitely buying a pass. And it's not even a lot of money. I think a pass is like $100 a person. And Many people are seeing three, four, five films a day because it's running all day long everywhere. You can just drive from theater to theater to theater and see multiple films a day. How many days does it run? I think it's about a week. It started, huh. it started last week and it goes into this week. So I think it's about a week long. It's, I have to tell you, I knew it was going to be big. It's much, much bigger than I expected. In some years, they have over 40,000 people attend over wow. the entire course of the week, although some people, obviously people come and go like I did, but but it's pretty big. Um, and for example, Park City is completely sold out. There's no hotel rooms to be had in all of Park City, which is an enormous resort town. Park City is sold out for Sundance. Hmm. Um, so next year, I think uh, Peter and I will be uh, doing a live broadcast from Sundance. I've already managed to secure us an interview um, with uh who was it again <laughs> <laughs> it's uh caitlin jenner oh right <laughs> you don't even know who that is do you <laughs> you're not a people 
magazine fan, are you? No, let's get to Darkest Hour. <laughs> Remember Bruce Jenner, the Decathlon winner? I know, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <laughs>